0: Flying Casuals brought to you by Patreon supporters Brent, Andy Dugan, David Bush, Rob Patsky, Jory Webb, Kelly Breckner, Nate Edison, and Wes Anderson. May the force be with you.
1: You're listening to Flying Casual,
0: a Star Wars podcast. Here's
2: your host, Michael Canterbury
0: star wars fans welcome to flying casual and all star wars podcast boy is it a good week to be a star wars fan guys a lot of content and a lot of teasers released this week actually i'm gonna go ahead and say too much content could not keep up with the stuff that was coming at me phrasing um but just a lot of stuff coming at us we got trailers we got shorts we got not not no you know like Not physical shorts but we got like a cg short we got comic books there's too much to handle so we're going to be talking about the mando trailer in this episode of flying casual and also that squadron cg short but before we get to the star wars sweaty details i want to welcome our awesome crew with me in house is the lovely holly as usual holly how are you doing
1: I'm good. I'm great. Thank you. Thank you.
0: So pumped. So animated. We got so much good Star Wars stuff to talk about today, Holly. I mean, were you as excited as I was this week?
1: I was stoked. Yeah. It was actually kind of overwhelming because I feel like, sorry, I'm like playing with my mic. Hey,
0: that's, you know what, <laughs> don't, don't do that in pre-production. Absolutely. Go ahead. Yep. Go okay. ahead. Keep messing with So
1: everything. I, <laughs> um, I had a hard time keeping up with everything that was coming out this week. Yeah. Um, Crazy. but I think that I have a handle on what happened. Yeah, and what we got.
0: You've processed it all. You're ready to talk about it. I, that's what I'm hearing.
1: Yeah, I feel like I feel like it's going to be one of those things that the more I talk about it, the more I'm like oh wait but what about this oh yeah
0: there's too much to handle my uh, uh, cpu is totally just over processed at this point probably burnout but uh still down to talk about it and we've also got with us via skype our good friend and in-house star wars excite encyclopedia encycl- and encyclopedia lucas elder with that great head of hair luke how the hell you doing
2: news news <laughs> what wait, what did i miss I thought this was just going to be an hour of Jar Jar impressions. Misa don't have a boomer. That's all I've been hearing. So, uh, you're going to have to help me out. Misa
0: have lots of boombas.
1: That's um, another podcast. A, That's a podcast yeah. where you guys do your Jar Jar impressions, and then I hold up a flashcard and rate them on a scale of 1 to 10. I think
0: that one would sell. I think that <laughs> might be the biggest hit of 2020. Um,
1: it, it'll be a YouTube short, speaking of shorts.
0: Ooh, I like that.
1: You're welcome.
0: Flying Casual Productions starts doing shorts, but it's like really low quality.
1: I mean, yeah. But entertaining. It's trendy. Those, yeah. like, yeah.
0: Quarantine Productions, you know? I'm sure that's already taken, but whatever. Wow. Well. Well, guys, we're going to get into the Star Wars talk because I'm sure these two topics that we're talking about today being the the CG short and the Mandalorian trailer are going to take up a lot of time. So we're not even going to get to the Star Wars comics. Honestly, didn't even have any time to read them this week, Um, but they are purchased and ready to go. Uh, Just waiting for some time to sit down and, and knock those puppies out. But I've heard good things, Holly, so far. Really, really good teases. Some people have spoiled stuff already. And by God, at least give it a week. You know what? At least give it a week.
1: Noted. Michael needs one week.
0: At least one week. Or at least, you know, give us a... Like, it's when I pull up my, my YouTube feed, there's just spoilers everywhere. It's like, come on. Maybe give it a little bit of time, but anyway.
1: He is fed up. I
0: am fed up with the YouTubes. But guys... A surprise to be sure. This squadron CG trailer just came out of nowhere on the fourteenth, and I don't know if that was Monday or Sunday, but this thing just popped up, and I'm just like, "Wait, what is? What is? Is this just like a trailer to the game? No, this was a, a short movie. They're calling it. um The ILM and Motive and EA Sports all came together uh, and, and worked on. You got John Nolan there, one of the great IL, ILM Wait, guys there for EA Star Wars. Sports
1: yeah. worked on that too.
0: Holly, it's, I
1: am out of the loop. See, guys, cool. I told you. Maybe I haven't had time to process anything. I
0: should have known that Holly shouldn't have been part of this discussion when she she said, you know that, like, Squadrons game? I'm just not really that excited about it. And that's cool. But so, uh, yes, Holly, it is related (laughs) to the game. And uh, that's, I think they brought in some of that story from the game.
1: I'll just go ahead and see myself
0: out. That's okay. That's okay. Well, then I'll start with Luke, and Holly can come in. Uh, you know, in a little bit to kind of offer her thoughts as well. But Luke, were you surprised as much as I was? And, and what's your take, you know, uh, uh, your higher level review of this thing? Uh, did you enjoy it?
2: Oh, yeah. I mean, the the visuals um, were were a blast to see, This you know, the in-cockpit view of everything. You know, it, it was brilliant, um, especially the stuff, you know, the stuff in space, was yeah. really really cool to see the the dogfights, yeah, and kind of going in. They were kind of in amongst you know wreckage and things like that. That was really cool to see the spaceships actually going slow. Yeah, was really cool. Which is normally you think like oh the fast and the zooming and the diving, but w- what I really enjoyed the, the the slower parts where like the spaceships were just kind of puttering along. Yeah very slowly and it was you know it was building the suspense um i doubt you'll have many moments of gameplay like that that's like (laughs) not a thing uh that i can imagine but uh and then when they got onto the planet going through the canyon and the stuff with the water spray was very reminiscent of um i don't think i'll ever get tired of that shot in the force awakens yeah when the X wings are coming towards mm. Maz's castle over the water, and they're like churning up the spray, yeah, um, that is Crazy, such a fantastic way. shot, um, and that really, you know, with the, with the way the tie the tie interceptor towards the end of the video uses the water spray mm. to basically take out the other X wing, um, that was that was a surprise. Um, so yeah, really epic, great, great. You know, pump up video, but but what I'm left wondering as I watch the whole thing is like, that looks great, but how how much is this video actually capturing what you're going to experience when you play the game? I imagine very very little, but caveat: I don't know what games are really like nowadays and <laughs> <laughs> what they can do because I haven't regularly played them for six seven years, and and even even then when I was playing, it was mostly FIFA soccer, so. Um, yeah, I don't know like people who like yourself and Holly who have more experience with um, with gaming in 2020, you know, like how much do you think the actual gameplay will capture what we see in that video.
0: Yeah. It's, it's definitely got a, you know, as cinematic as it was, it definitely had like a cutscene kind of feel at times, right? Like getting some of the stories from battlefront that we got and stuff like that. I mean, in my opinion, way better than the, even those cutscenes in and battlefront, but you're right. It's, it, it felt more cinematic. I think the campaign that we'll get to play as Imperials or as, um, Rebels. It'll capture a little bit that. So we'll fo- we'll follow this uh, this individual Varco Gray as well. I think you'll even fly with him at times. You may not play him, but you'll fly with him. I think at times. So so just kind of setting you up for for his story a little bit. Even the Star Wars on their data bank has provided a little backstory to him too. So yeah, just it just it felt like a hype reel. Like it just was, and it is it was effective too. I mean, in seven minutes, it started out really high intensity, and then the pacing brings it down a little bit and you get a moment to kind of catch your breath and you're like, okay, what's going to happen? Is this a suspenseful? And then just at the end, it just kind of hit. Um, So in seven minutes, they did a whole lot. Um, But yeah, it's who knows how it'll really tie in. Just maybe introducing us to that character. Uh, But Holly, what did you think? I mean, you, This isn't your type of game, Squadron, and that's totally fine. I mean, you put in a good solid 12 hours of Zelda the other day. (laughs) I I did. I don't expect this to be your favorite game of of the year or ever, but the the, the clip itself, I mean, what about it did you enjoy, maybe not enjoy?
1: Yeah, so I, like Michael said, this is definitely not my kind of game. I like more of, like, the open world, like, games that kind of have some puzzles and you have different... um, you know, quests and stuff that you have to go on, which I'm sure this will have some of it. I don't actually know 100%, but um, something that I really appreciate about the clip that Luke kind of touched on already is just the visuals. I thought yeah. the visuals were really stunning, stunning. And they were very well done. And I think that that's something that video games and these developers have gotten so good at is yeah. give it, because I feel like, more and more we want these games to kind of give you that cinematic experience. And I feel like they're getting to that point where it feels like you're in a movie and then you're playing the characters in a movie. And even throughout this clip, there are parts like, you know, when um, Varco Gray would take his helmet off or he Mm -hmm. would put it back on, you could kind of like read the emotions on his face, which I think is kind of still relatively new for video games. And that's just because the graphics have gotten so good. So I definitely really appreciate the developers and the time and the care and the thought that they put into creating these games. And ultimately they do it for us because they do it. They want us to have the best experience playing the game, which I think this game will give.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, it definitely wasn't a short that really captured my attention, but I think, you know, I'm not really into like the whole spaceships and going fast, shooting things around, but I will say this. I do think that I might change my mind when I actually get to play the game.
0: Absolutely. I, I think we're all going to be blown away by the game and its visuals. And, and I've heard it's very difficult. So I'm sure it's going to be a nice challenge for all of us, especially myself um, and Holly and her vertigo. Who knows, you know, how, how things are going to go.
1: That is concerning. I haven't yeah. had, like, any issues yeah. for a while. but. Who knows? This might bring it back, and that would be bad news Mm bears. That's why I'm, like, scared to ever try any of the VR. Yeah. I know that they're starting to, like, make a lot of games that Mm -hmm. you can play on your PlayStation or you can do VR with them, and Mm -hmm. I just, like, that would make me so nervous. I was
0: going to say, actually, make a note to self. uh, Do not buy VR headset to play this game. (laughs) Probably
1: not. Are they going to offer this? They are. They are. See, um. no okay
0: hey, maybe we can borrow someone sometime and, and, and give it a give it a give it a whirl but uh so, so we all agree you know it looked beautiful it felt like a passion project And i think john noel and star wars talked to him about this i think he even pitched the idea which is 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 freaking fantastic john noel at ilm just what a creative guy just not like you know artistically but like these stories and these ideas that he comes up i mean he he single-handedly came up with the original idea of, of of Rogue One and how, you know, this team got together and got these plans and stuff, and, and I mean, we kind of really owe it to him for kind of pitching that to Lucasfilm and saying, hey, I got this idea. I don't know if you guys be interested. And, and they ran with it and obviously made modifications or whatever to it. But creative guy, and I, I think he said that he wanted, he's wanted. he been wanting to do this for a long time. He's a big fan of the old X-Wing game, and he, he's been wanting to do this for a very long time. And it seemed like now the perfect time to to, to do it. The uh, the CG's there, and, and they've got all these creative minds um, with the story group and also EA Games. It's, it seemed like a perfect time to, to launch something like this. And I hope they continue to do it because I – loved this not just the visuals and stuff but it, i'm also not always the biggest space guy but it's such a huge part of star wars but it was just visually stunning but let let's talk a little bit about the actual actual like story that happens we talk about hu- we've, we've been talking about humanizing the empire for years now and this is just another another instance of lucasfilm really hitting that home giving us more perspective and, and, and making the, the the empire that much more complex and diverse um, and one thing that I thought was cool, just in the opening, I oh, do you guys recall that Star Destroyer going over. And you, it felt very kind of New Hope-ish. And it's like, oh, yeah, no, cool, Empire's dominating. And then the thing just explodes. It's like, <laughs> okay, times are different. Circumstances have changed. I thought that was a really cool opening. It's very classic Star Wars, but it's really to tell you, hey, now you know where we are. The star destroyer is destroyed, and all these X wings are flying around, uh, and they are on the offensive now. Um, I thought that was that was super cool. But uh, so we're on this imperial in this imperial territory. It's a it's a, a dockyard they called it, um, and the rebellion has has invaded this dockyard. And I thought this was so cool. Opening up with this imperial pilot, um, there's just chaos going around him, and his commander is hitting him up on the comm saying, "Hey." This base is lost. We're getting the hell out of Dodge. So you better get back to the Star Destroyer. Cause you ain't I'll make it? And so he starts heading back. Right, and here's one of his his squadron folks hitting him up. I I got I got Charlie all over me. They're everywhere, and he he disobeys orders. His commander's sitting there ripping him a new one. He goes back to save this person who ends up not making it. Pretty sure she was destroyed. But what a story. I mean, we see. Rebels disobeying command at times, you know, I recall Hera disobeying commands from the 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 actual alliance or, you know, everyone I mean, Han. So everyone is disobeying orders in, in this rebellion. But to see in such order of this empire and respect for authority, someone going against those orders from your very stereotypical imperial officer, solid British accent, seemed like a total ass, Seemed very selfish. And he diverts to go save one of his people i mean luke i was touched by this moment um it's not you know anything relatively new we've seen but it's just it's just adding layers to the empire yeah there's still really terrible people there and that that commander sounded like one of them but you know maybe there's some decent folks that are just trying to make it in the galaxy what what did you think of this kind of relatable imperial side of things
2: yeah, the, re- the release of this game and that aspect of the, the story they're developing for it uh, coincides nicely with a lot of my recent Star Wars experiences because I just um, you know, recently finished Alphabet Squadron 2 and then I just started and I have uh, read three of five issues of the TIE Fighter comic series Let's go. that they released uh, last year when um, to coincide with... Um, the release of Alphabet Squadron 1. Uh, so, you know, Alphabet Squadron has a lot of that Imperial point of view aspect to it with um, you know, some former Imperials, current Imperials. And uh, this TIE Fighter series is all from the point of view of a, uh, a TIE Fighter squadron in the shadowing uh, group that, that is the main adversary of, the, of the, the New Republic forces in an Alphabet Squadron. So you're right. I mean, that's that's been a huge part of the new canon is, is seeing a lot of, of, of the side of the story from, uh, from the Imperials uh-huh. and, and, and humanizing them in a lot more ways than we have ever seen before. And uh, yeah, this seems to be kind of directly continuing that, letting you play both sides. You're going to play throughout the story mode, you know, as New Republic slash Rebellion uh, and also as Imperials. And um, w- when you bring up, you know, disobeying orders as an as an imperial who you associate the empire with conformity yeah and you would you would not expect that sort of behavior from most imperials but i think especially at this time with the empire crumbling the the head of the snake cut off um you know this is post jedi right yeah um you know you're you it's much different you know you have a a tug and pull between just figuring out how to survive and and still serving whatever is left of the empire. Um, you know, like it's kind of akin to when when such a big military force starts to fall apart, you have these warlords rise, which is kind of the old EU, you know, a Thrawn basically originally was kind of a warlord, just taking the scraps that were left and, and, and becoming a warlord. Um, they haven't dealt with that too much in in the new canon. It's mostly like groups trying to keep the whatever's left of the empire going, like I was saying, are carrying out the orders of, of the Fallen Empire even after his death. Uh fallen emperor after his death. Uh so yeah, there's there's just so many so many nuances in the imperial side of the story now that there weren't before.
0: Yeah, before we're just left with these guys in helmets most of the time, or these guys in these, you know, old school, you know, heavily iron suits that have British accents. And, you know, they're not faceless, so to speak, but their demeanor is is just conformity, like Luke said, and that's it. They obey orders. If they don't, they get choked out. Why would you disobey those? Vader could choke you out. Like that, and that's what we're used to. But Holly, when this, this guy, we don't know who the hell he is. He's in a TIE pilot suit. He's flying a TIE. He's blowing up X-wings. The first minute you see him disobeying orders to go save his friends. How? I mean, were you relating to this guy? I've never rooted for an imperial so hard. How did you take it?
1: Well, I have rooted for an imperial so hard. If you remember every single episode of Rebels I ever watched... Um, <laughs>
0: Governor Price, Governor Price. No, like that's, no, That was Holly not, during the whole show.
1: That was not me. <laughs> that was Michael. Oh,
0: yeah.
1: But I think that I've said this before. I'm a big fan of kind of humanizing. Oh, yeah. Some of the Imperials that we meet. I think that if you don't give them layers, we eventually start feeling like we're getting the same story. It's always the same bad guy. None of them have personalities. Where is this going? I need to know more for me to stay intrigued. And so I feel like what Disney has come in and done, and I might get some hate for this, but I think that they've done a good job with this, is kind of giving us more of those characters in the Empire who we can relate to a little bit more. Because before, really, it was just Darth Vader. I've never heard anyone say, like, man, I relate to Palpatine. So much. Oh boy. But I do. I think... I mean, some of us <laughs> did
0: at times. I don't but know, hey, I'm sure I there's a know. lot of teachers out there that you know everything's so crazy right now. They're like, I just had some force lightning or something. They want
1: to choke out their padawans. Yeah, maybe. Well I, well, I guess that
0: would be Anakin <laughs> Skywalker. Well,
1: see. Boy, that seems like him. a
0: very permanent resolution, though. So go ahead, Holly. Yeah, Zayn. I wouldn't
1: recommend that. <laughs> <laughs> Take a step back. Yeah. Um, I just think that it's good that we're getting these. Layers. I feel like I'm yeah. repeating myself oh, now. Yeah. I've lost my train of thought, but of hoth. <laughs> I've lost my train of hoth. We all have, but I feel like it's making it more interesting and it's keeping us intrigued and it's giving us, you know, more characters to like. And I think that in um, the rise of Skywalker, we were introduced to a group of, um, I guess I don't want to say like people who defected, yeah. but oh, yeah, they left the first order, and I kind of feel like, kind of what I took from something that Luke said, you know, you, he said the head of the snake has been cut off, so to speak. Mm -hmm. And there's kind of all this now like dysfunction and disorder. You can kind of see how that could have been a trend that we would have seen in the empire as well, where people start to defect and kind of go off. And I'm not saying that they would join up with the rebels, but I think that they would start to do their own thing. Yeah.
0: Well, so as much as you want to root for this uh, Varco Grey, mm. I mean, he's still an Imperial, you know, captain. He's still an officer. He still supports the Empire. So while he's doing admirable things in this in this short, you still have to remember he's still a part of this voluntarily. Yeah. And so Star Wars re- revealed a nice bio on, on him because, you know, this was just kind of released. We had no idea who this person is. Um, and you know, you could definitely tell he's a little more complex than your typical Imperial. And uh, so Holly, th- this bio has a lot in it that we're gonna unpack over time. But if you, <laughs> would you mind reading that because there's a lot of people that don't go to the databank yeah. and find these characters and read up on them. So yeah. if you don't mind, and we'll kind of unpack that as we go.
1: Yeah, if you haven't seen it, I've seen it floating around online, but you can go to the Star Wars databank and look him up Farco Gray. Uh, but the background that we have on him, Says, Farco Gray started his career as a police officer on Parkella, fighting to keep order in the face of corruption and injustice. Mm. Yeah. In time, he joined up as an Imperial tie pilot, seeing the Empire as the only hope for a chaotic galaxy, beating the odds to survive battle after battle, much to the relief of his husband, Emery. Gray's skills and experience eventually earned him a promotion to Titan Leader. Mm-hmm. So now we know.
0: Who yeah, he's that's with. the squadron. Yep.
1: Mm-hmm. Over the years, Gray has wrestled internally with the Empire's methods, but he's seen too many Thai pilots sacrifice their lives for Imperial ideals just to reject them now.
0: Oh, boy. So. <sighs> so as much as you want to root for this guy you know he's he's a he's a law and order kind of guy right like he comes from this his home world here he's a police officer probably a lot of crime there and he's like mm-hmm. this is some way that i can contribute to to bringing order to this this region or whatever the city wherever they're talking about and it maybe even sounds like maybe that wasn't working or that wasn't enough is mm-hmm. in his eyes and now there's this new empire hey I, they're definitely going to be around for a while. They obviously took control of everything very quickly. This is my kind of society here. This is the kind of control that I think we need, and he embraces that.
1: I, but does he? Because it does say know. that he grapples with the methods of the Empire, and so yeah. I feel like now you're getting into the territory where you have this character. We don't know everything or really yeah. anything about where he came from, Yeah, but we do know that he's not... 100 percent on board with everything that empire is doing yeah. which probably explains his behavior that we see in the short where he's like you know what i'm gonna go help my guy because that's what's important to me definitely and so i think that that's something to keep in mind yeah. as we're learning more about his character yeah to kind of understand where he came from because i feel like that's also something that's very relatable for people right now and yeah. everything that's going on right now is okay I believe in this and this is the closest that I can get to something who that's going to support that belief. Yeah. It's not the best thing, but it'll do for now.
0: Yeah, it's it seems as if he, he sees it's kind of a necessary, not, maybe not even a necessary evil, but and who knows when he kind of came into things, right? Could have been pre Death Star one or. Post death, I'm assuming pre Death Star one, and I'm sure there's some Imperials out there that had no idea that the Death Star was even a thing, and maybe they're like, "Hey, I grew up on Alderaan. What the hell was that? Like, what? what, You just blew up my planet." So there's, I'm sure there's many stories out there that are way more complex than even his. But so we've got this guy who believes in order, and and everything that's going on now you know even like luke said that the head of the snakes kind of cut off you still have a lot of people that are obedient and feel like that empire provided that that control and that order that's necessary in a in a galaxy that is honestly pretty chaotic. Like there's a lot going on, a lot of spice out there, a lot of, a lot of uh, cartels and things like that. So I'm sure some of those people think that's just the right thing to do and don't really understand or even know about all the crimes that the empire has committed. Um, And also they mentioned his husband, right?
1: I think that's awesome. Another thing that I think that star Wars has started to take a step in the right direction with is giving more of the lgbtqi representation and i think it's awesome that we get that a little bit in the films and there could be more and i think there will be we get that in some of the books and now we're starting to see it in the video games
0: yeah definitely definitely a a complex character a unique character that we haven't really seen in star wars
1: maybe the first time that we're learning that the Empire is on board with gay marriage, possibly.
0: And that's, yeah, Who that, that adds another layer to the empire. Is that something that we're cool with? We're not cool with, you know, other stuff. But the, hey, that's fine. A, maybe a progressive empire.
1: A progressive empire. I, I
0: mean, I would probably not say that's the case. Maybe it's something <laughs> that he's keeping from the empire. But who, but who knows? knows? It's a galaxy far, far away from a long time ago. We don't know really kind of where the empire stood on that. But, uh, and, and Luke, something else that really captured me was just the portrayal of or the lack thereof of the portrayal of the rebellion, right? We're used to hearing these rebels call in with their signs and, and, you know, they're out helping people and, and, and there's just good stuff, good unity happening here. But in this short, we don't have a whole lot of visualization. There's kind of these faceless, you know, rebels that may even be kind of dicks like what what how how do you think they did uh with with that side of things kind of turning the page on the rebels
2: yeah it's definitely an interesting angle of this that you point out the uh the x-wing pilot that he ultimately has the, the showdown with is uh just comes off as quite vindictive yeah almost they've it's clearly a rebellion, New Republic victory. This battle that we see yeah. happen. Uh, yet this X-wing pilot, you know, the part the the the, the film that I mentioned uh, enjoying so much when they're he's very slowly going through the wreckage, yeah. looking for any other ties that might be around or any hunting other ships that him, might be around. Right.
0: Hunting. It's called hunting. Yeah. It. That's what this is called. We didn't even mention yeah. that.
2: Yeah, which is. Um, like man, you, it seems like they really took it to the empire here. I don't know how yeah. much it's going to matter that he hunts down this one interceptor that's yeah. still out there. Uh, it, so yeah, you are kind of, you know, influenced in the way that the the films put together to to think of the 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 rebel pilot here as uh, I want to see a dick as you did, but then vin, then <laughs> vindictive. vindictive. <laughs> that's what I meant. Abbreviated that. <laughs> Uh, that is certainly an interesting angle kind of yeah, flip, flipping the script there. And what, what Holly touches on a lot in that bio background of, of the character gray, uh, that is the main angle that they've played out throughout this, this new Canon era about why, why people who should still be sympathetic characters are, are choosing the Imperial way. It yeah. very much plays up, um, on the order side of things they've made a trade-off of of the order and they've been willing to overlook some of the atrocities which is an interesting uh sort of commentary on on society about making Mm -hmm. a choice like that uh and, and you know how that strikes different people some people might be okay with it others yeah might might be still troubled by it and you see that um beautifully i think done in in lost stars especially is where it really comes to a you know a one-on-one confrontation for sure uh but but throughout you know like i said in alphabet squadron you get it and um in in many other um books the ray sloan character who's appeared in many books is very much played up in that way as well uh, that's some of the main theme of humanizing the the um, the imperial figures.
0: Yeah, and and this character, this 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 you know Varco Gray, is as decent of a person he may seem in his actions, right? Uh, that that kind of vindictive rebellion mm-hmm. pilot says uh, the war's over. Empire. Yeah, he probably didn't have an Australian accent or something no. like that, but he, very menacing tone, right? And and he he goes to some common comms channel and hits him up, says him war's over. It's like, and he's probably yeah, I know. Why are you hunting me? Then I'm just one lonely Tie Fighter out here, like Luke said. That tells us a lot about that character, that rebel pilot that that ends up passing. But, I mean, we don't even see his eyes. They did a fantastic job of of using a more reflective eye shield than any of the other pilots. You don't even see his eyes. Um, It reminds me of all the the rebel uh, or the imperial... Uh, people in the starships that are up, you know, working the, the <laughs> command, all their hats are turned down. You don't yeah. see their eyes. We, they're not people. We don't want to don't associate yourself with these people. They're gonna die. Um and so they did a great job of, you know, giving him that kind of grungy lower tone and, and call him an imp. It's almost a it's almost a curse word in Star Wars calling him an imp, um, even though it's just short for Imperial. But I thought that was so cool what they did with him and made you, you know, feel for this person, even though you know, that's a fine line you have to play with, Holly. And and and, and like uh, Luke was saying, you know, this is a tyrannical regime. And the creators in the Star Wars article that I read were talking about, hey, it's that's a fine line. When you're writing the enemy side, they are the hero in their story. But that's also a fine line because these people are supporting a tyrannical regime knowingly. And they continue to support it even when the snake's head is cut off. Um, such a such a unique uh, play on, on Star Wars, but you have to be careful, right? I mean, yeah. you have to be careful treading yeah. that line.
1: And, 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 I mean, we talk about that all the time. You know, what is the appropriate way to portray characters who do bad things and are dangerous characters? Yeah. I mean, obviously none of us are supporting characters who are you know involved in genocide yeah. and murdering millions of people and willingly blowing up planets none of yeah. us are actually actively rooting for those people, mm-hmm. so I don't want anyone to be confused and be like, "Oh, flying casual." And now it's an Imperial podcast. Watch Imperials.
0: <laughs> well, if you go into the Facebook group, there are some Dark Side <laughs> users in there, That's so true. they may be appreciating some of this story.
1: That's true, but we do know the difference between right and wrong. But yeah. I, I think that these are important sides to understand because. I do think that there's something to say for being empathetic and trying to understand where somebody else is coming from. And that's why these backgrounds are important because you really get to see what plays into the decision making for somebody to join the empire and fight for this. And are they fighting for something that they actually believe in or are they fighting with somebody because they think it's going to, like they said in that bio about him, reduce the amount of chaos that's happening right now
0: yeah no you're making a fantastic point it's even relatable to our society and that you need to you know don't be don't jump to conclusions yes we understand this dude is supporting this you know tyrannical regime and and that's terrible but like how did he get to that point try to understand what it was that got him to this point where he thought this is better than what it could be. What has that person seen? You know, you think of, I even think of uh, uh, Cassian. Like he, you know, yeah, murdering some of his, the own rebels to protect information. He's seen some crap. Yeah. So like to him, that is worth it to do what needs to be done mm-hmm. to end the empire. So we see this story often from the rebels, but, you know, it's, 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 you need to understand where these people are coming from. Some are just like Sheev. You know, even Sheev in the Darth Plagueis book, boy, you feel a little bad for him. His dad is a dick, and uh, it doesn't mean go kill your family, Sheev. <laughs> but like, come on, like he went through some stuff as well. But uh, ultimately, I'm not making any you know excuses for Sheev Palpatine. He did some really Sound terrible like
1: things. I you made a couple excuses. For him. Um,
0: I may have, but uh, and and so it's just it's interesting too in that. So he gets shot down, right? And and just. <laughs> the way his ship came down to and just hit that water, it felt so realistic. I don't know why it just, boy, they did a fantastic job with it, but he escapes the the sinking ship, right? And he's on the beach and, and, and uh, he's putting back his, on his helmet and he's got some more TIE fighters coming in to rescue him. He says, the war's not over for me or whatever. And so you're like, okay, this dude's, you know, going to get hop right back in line and then go take out these rebels. Um, and maybe, be, you know, we're going to see more of that story play out in the squadrons game, but an interesting, you know, distinction from the battlefront storyline where you have uh, Oh boy. Now I forget her name, Luke. Who's the main character in the battlefront. Did you read battlefront too? I read the book. Why can't I remember? And, uh, yeah, I'm blanking on it. I am totally (laughs) blanking. Everyone's just like, this is the
1: person. Everyone's probably screaming Um, at you right now. (laughs) Holly, why can't you look it up even faster? Faster, Holly,
0: faster. I couldn't tell you. Well, keep going. It's been a long time. The main character, uh, Imperial Commando in the Battlefront game and in the Battlefront, uh, um um, books and stuff um god it's right on the tip of my tongue and i'm gonna be really embarrassed once you tell me what it is but so a different story than hers right dedicated imperial to the cause oh my god how could they destroy the death star this is impossible we need vengeance and then ends up turning and joining the rebels i'm actually kind of pleased you know i always want to see an imperial turn and see the right side of things and come join the resistance and all that good stuff but there's something about you know feeling for a bad guy who remains dutiful to the bad guys. It's 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 an interesting take that I can't wait to see play out in the storyline. And how's it going to end? I, I'm a, I am do not think he, this dude's going to turn. I don't think you know Varco Gray, as loyal as he is, or or as sympathetic as he may be to his comrades. I don't think he's going to turn for the rebellion. I think he will die. Trying to revive the Empire.
1: Um, are you thinking of Eden Versio?
0: didn't Versio. Versio. Boy, it was yeah. on the tip of my tongue. Just couldn't get it done. Just do could think? not get it done. Uh guys, I, I hope you're excited. If you haven't checked out this this Squadron CG short trailer uh or short movie, pretty much, that's what it is. Go check it out. It's it's worth it's worth a watch. Really, really well produced. You can tell this was a passion project for a few guys uh, out there. And, and the whole ILM crew and, and EA and Motive, you know, putting on a great show in just a few minutes. I, I I haven't been that captivated in a short like that for a long time, so I thought that was cool. And there's a lot of good space stuff. There's a lot of OG Star Wars fans that, that think you know, space battles and stuff, that's Star Wars. And boy, this this, this space battle was done very well. Uh, I thought Rogue One had a great space battle and some of the, you know, original movies did, but this was very well done. Um, and more of this, please, more of this um, Star Wars. I have a
1: question. Do yes. you guys think that we're going to get a clip like this then that shows the Rebels, the Rebel side?
0: Wow, Holly, hot take. Luke, are we going to get something like that? I mean, it, it, I, it only seems fair. <laughs>
2: Yeah, how many weeks do we have? Just a couple weeks in, until yep. the release of the game?
0: 3rd of October. Yeah, I don't,
2: I don't know if they'll put out an, another one. This seemed like a pretty good hype video. You know? Yeah. That maybe, I don't know, maybe right before it drops. Yeah,
0: that would be sick. And the, So the gameplay that they revealed you see both sides pretty equally and you have this this the light side squ- well light side squadron the, re- the rebel squadron and, and the imperial squadron <laughs> and they kind of it's kind of a 50-50 there and I don't know if you can choose who you are but I think you're kind of playing 50-50 on both sides so I, I wouldn't be surprised Todd. I think that's a fantastic take that they would release a rebel side of things that might be kind of cool I'd be down I mean if not that's fine this is cool but I'd be down to see some some sick X-wing yeah. action. Maybe I mean, a not? couple, you know, Y-wings or something out there making gains. I'm down.
1: Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It just it just seems like I don't know. See, here's the thing is that they've been dropping yeah. trailers and clips yeah. at inconvenient times. Yeah. Thank you very much. Yep. But they've been dropping them like at the last minute.
0: Yeah. Boy, so. and you know what it makes me think? That maybe we could have went to a squadrons panel at Celebration, and they'd be like, hey, guys, we got a little something for you. Oh,
1: my God. That.
0: Seven minutes short. Oh, my God. That they, was so they should hyped.
1: have sent us a squadron poster. Oh,
0: Holly. I know. I know I'm just now nah, I can't go back I'm out of August uh, I can't get I depressed like that's where we're moving on 2020 I'm almost just saying done.
1: we bought the tickets damn it
0: we did we okay, did now it's wait on. two years and who knows what the hell's gonna be things are gonna be like that but anyway so guys check that out super hype super epic uh there was something else that dropped this week Holly a little, a little something
1: mm-hmm. yeah I think that um that was the thing that everyone's been waiting for because oh, they won't stop talking about it
0: oh boy I know well I actually I'm hearing some people say you know what CG Short was a little better than the Mando trailer.
1: You know what? Yeah. Here's bah, the thing eh. about trailers. Yeah, come on. I personally Let's go, don't like trailers get up on that because soapbox. I feel like I just want to watch the show Amen. without any potential spoilers yeah. because sometimes they do put them in and you don't realize they don't. that they are until yeah. you get halfway through the season. That's right. And you're like, okay, thanks. But I just like, I would have been fine without the trailer. Yeah. But I'm glad we got the trailer.
0: Yeah. I always love a good trailer. I do too. I always love a good trailer. Yeah. But you know, at that point I've accepted maybe we're not getting something. But then what really annoys the hell out of me A couple of things about this trailer. It's Let's not even go. the trailer. It's okay. the people's response to the trailer. Oh, yeah. If I hear someone else say, where the hell's Ahsoka? I was promised. This. No one promised you Ahsoka. You no promised one,
1: yourself Ahsoka. <laughs>
0: no one promised that she was even in the damn series. So stop <laughs> talking about it.
1: You did this to God.
0: Yourself. Okay. I, I do, cannot. Yeah. I do
1: agree. Yeah. Because... And we'll get to it, but at one point in that trailer, there's that Jedi, and she's standing in the black cloak, and everyone's like, oh my god, it's Sabine. No, it's not. It's
0: not Sabine. It's not Ahsoka.
1: It better not be either of them. Jeez Louise. Yeah, boy, I
0: haven't even really gotten to it yet, but uh, why not start hot? Um, (laughs) Luke, so uh, have you, I mean, were you... You try to stay out of this toxic, you know, fandom at times. Uh, I, I, it's just my job sometimes. I got to go in there and armor up and just face the music. Now, I don't poke the bear, but it's interesting to see people's responses to this. But w- were you one of those folks that was hoping Ahsoka would show up? I mean, I, I would I be like, that was cool if she was? Yeah, but like, I'm OK with not seeing her. But is anything we'll just say about the trailer that maybe you didn't like so
2: much? No, I agree with Holly that it, it was a well done trailer because it, it did in the end reveal very little. Yeah, you know, which which is good. Like I I don't need I don't need it to tell me a lot. That's right. Um, just give me some visuals to to let me know, um, it's going to be another quality season. And that that I think is one of the biggest things that, um, I think especially the, uh, the shots of the spaceships. Yeah. looked a lot better than I think season one did. Absolutely. Um, with the Razor Crest and the X-Wings, uh, I think that was some of the weaker visuals in, in the first season was yeah. when you would see some of the – there was that t- time in the, the beginning the one episode where we had kind of a dog fight with the other bounty hunter. Yeah. <laughs> and It didn't look as good as a lot of the like planet side stuff would look. Yeah. Uh, and there's that bit where, you know, the the directors and Floney show up as the X-Wing pilots uh, to blow up that, that <laughs> one station. Yeah. And, and the X-Wings and everything, they don't look as good as you might hope for. But seeing those shots uh, of the Razor Crest and, and the X-Wings in the trailer, I think uh, they, they fine-tuned a lot of the spaceship stuff. And it looked, I thought it was pretty good. Uh, yeah, and I don't... I don't know what the broader reaction was. Cause like you said, I, I don't really go looking for that stuff too much. Uh, it's, it's, it's funny that you mentioned the, the Sabine thing, because I think there was a, I don't know a lot about the actress. Uh, she's a, a WWE star, right? Uh, T- Tasha Banks,
0: Sasha Banks. Yeah. Uh,
2: when it was rumored that she was cast, I remember people, uh, said, Oh, maybe it's Sabine. I think, I think people made the connection because I think as her her wrestling personality, her hair is often like purple or <laughs> pink or whatever, and it's like people just jump to that, which uh, is a little silly. But no, I, I I never thought some something like Ahsoka being in this would would be revealed in the trailer that having live action Ahsoka, even if it's rumored and turns out to be true, is way too big to give up yeah. in the yeah. trailer. Yes. like no way.
0: There is yeah. no yeah, and. Uh, that is a problem in Star Wars. People are just like, but like this person in real life, like, like, wears her hair like bean. It's no, like, people, but like, come people on, did that. Dudes. Sasha
1: Banks, she dyed her hair like <laughs> turquoise like three months ago. Yeah. And then when the trailer dropped, everyone was like, yeah. oh, here she is with turquoise hair. That's not her natural hair color. No shit. It's not, yeah. Sorry. Whoa, oh, it's Holly. It's not her natural hair color. Uh, there's no delay on this podcast. <laughs> I can't
0: bleep that out.
1: But I'm just like, stop jumping to conclusions, yeah. just like let it happen.
0: Yeah, if that's what we're going off of the ninja, you know, gaming star could be right? freaking well, Sabine.
1: <laughs> and there's something that Luke said where Luke you were like, Live action Ahsoka is too big to be revealed in a trailer. Yeah. And the more I think about it, live action Ahsoka would be too big just to have as a cameo in this series boy, hot take from holly i think that's a little bit of a different opinion than i've had before because i I love ahsoka she's one of my favorite characters but i also want her to have some justice in the next show that she shows up in and i don't know if her just like skating through an episode is really going to be sufficient
0: yeah especially with i like that the way you said that kind of skating through an episode because there's so much content that people want her in it's like man like let's not Let's not overextend that character. We still want her to be special. I mean, I'm not gonna be mad if she shows up in this. And would it make some sense if, you know, the Mando's taking the baby to find the Jedi and they run into her because she's trying to, I guess, kind of. But like, I, I don't know if even Ahsoka is a person who's going to want to go seek jedi lore and understand I, I don't maybe i'm wrong about that i i just don't know i, I i'm okay with this with, if this is sasha banks which apparently it's a thousand percent confirmed at this point because she has blue hair
1: well um, i mean she confirmed anyway. it on her twitter that exactly her. exactly but yeah, but yeah
0: not so, sabine not, not sabine but it, it, you know whoever she is it's if whatever if she's sabine and whatever okay cool but I just feel like this is probably just a different character. I think it'd be cool if she was some sort of night sister. Like, man, can you imagine, like, if little baby Yoda, it it learns some sorcery (laughs) of, like, witchcraft? Like, let's go. I'd be down.
1: They do call the Jedi enemy sorcerers. That's a whole other
0: discussion that we're going to get to.
1: (laughs) But I do... Yeah, I did jump to the conclusion that she was a Jedi, and I think it was just because one second she was there and one second she wasn't. Which, honestly, like, it's a Star Wars trailer that was, like, 45 seconds long. It, like, just because she was there and then not there in the trailer, they could be setting you up to think something, and she could just actually be a human. Or she could be a bounty hunter, another bounty hunter, and we don't even know.
0: Oh, they're, I mean, they're, they're mad Star Wars is masters at that in their trailer. So there's always going to be deception. A lot of it is too. Yeah. You see her kind of disappear. And then also that's when they're talking about the Jedi. So there's definitely some deception there setting you up to think that that's where we're going. She could just be an assassin. She could literally be the person who, you know, walked up to um, uh, the character who died chasing in the first season. I descriptive should, should have done my research but remember we had a character walk up on her body right and everyone's like it's boba fett it's like well what if it's this person oh
1: yeah it could what have if been.
0: she's an actual assassin <laughs> sent here by i don't know stoke who, who knows
1: i still think it might have been moth gideon but
0: it could have been it could have been hey no moth gideon whatsoever no darksaber Whatsoever. Oh, man,
1: that Darksaber. Mm-hmm.
0: I feel like the Darksaber is going to be kind of, once again, an end-of-the-season thing, and we're not going to really see a whole lot of him until, like, he may be seeking the same answers that Mando is seeking, and they may end up running into each other at the end of the season. Do we know
1: how many episodes this season will be?
2: I believe it's eight again. Eight. Yep. Okay. Um, following up kind of on your Ahsoka thoughts, Holly, I think you're right, and based off season one, where things were pretty narrowly focused you were you were pretty much always with the mandalorian throughout all the storylines so you really only got like a character would come into an episode and then you wouldn't see that character for three four or five episodes and then they came back and in that regard like I, I see what you're saying like ahsoka would is almost too big for a role like that uh but i think it was in entertainment weekly um had a, had a preview of, of season two and there were some qu- quotes from Favreau that you're going to get uh, broader points of view. We don't yeah. always be you know, narrowly focused in on, on the Mandalorian's point of view. So uh, yeah. it, it's expanding in that way that uh, it, it might have more room for like a bigger a bigger role of, a, of an Ahsoka character. That's I think it's probably more likely that, that – expanded perspective is the characters we already know from the first season, like a grief Carga or, um, uh, uh, Cara Dune, Cara Dune. Right. Right. Uh, and then there could also be, there's a lot of people who think that the MCU model is still what they're striving for at Lucasfilm ultimately. So they think that the Mandalorian could be used to spin off additional Disney plus series. So you might get, Live action Ahsoka introduced in a single episode, and then hey, we're making an Ahsoka series yeah. Yeah. that gets announced. And that know? would
1: that would be awesome. I, yeah, no, you're right. I do remember seeing that Favreau quote, um, and then I thought that that was interesting because I feel like the trailer was very Mando green bean heavy, yeah, and not didn't include a lot of the other mm-hmm. characters. <laughs> So I think that it's interesting that he's saying, you know, hey, guess what, guys? Like, we're going to give you more mm-hmm. of these characters that you didn't get a lot of last season, but the trailer is just showing you the Mandalorian.
0: Well, let's let's roll with that conversation of perspective. And, and because I think he also could just be talking about not necessarily like world building, but like familiar places that we know of. But it's like, what does that place look like? Post Empire. Yeah. Like, what, what, how are they doing? Uh, And and so, some of these items that I have listed here, it's just like that, that I think could be what they're talking about broadening the scope, like getting more perspective of like, because we've been with, with one person in this post, you know, Jedi world. And we've been in this tiny little town that he, you know, when he went away, he came right back and we, this is all where it's been. It's very small. And I think we're going to blow this thing up. And I think the trailer confirms that a little bit. So, the one kind of disappointing thing is that it looks like we're going back to Tatooine at some point, which I, I'm always down. That's cool. Love Sand. Holly doesn't. Um, but, like, the Bantha looked freaking amazing. That's
1: true. The oh Bantha was boy. awesome.
0: That was super cool. And I'm always down to see a Tusken Raider, uh, which is the appropriate thing to call them, Holly. Um, yes. Now and BPC please. Uh, amen, amen. And uh, you know, and and the bantha, it was awesome. And I don't know if we've ever seen you know live action one of them riding one, uh, at least not that close. Maybe through some binocs. Um, but I'm super down for that. So if we're going there, yeah, show us some more of that. Let's expand on it a little more. But uh, we're then on a snow planet at one point. A lot of people coming out, being like, "It's Ilum. It's Ilum. It's Ilum. It's Ilum." It's Ilum. Why? Well, because there's ice walls and snow, and but there why
1: else? <laughs> very
0: well be no other planet with ice walls and snow in Star Wars, Holly. Which i mean down. Okay, cool. We know a lot about Ilum from uh, uh, Fallen Order, right? And that's cool. We're going to expand upon the lore and the temples and stuff. I can see that 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 of what everyone's saying is the most plausible thing for me. Is is it it not?
1: It's not for me because I thought that the Empire totally, pretty much destroyed Ilum. Well, when they were mining for kyber crystals, and the timeline just doesn't seem like I don't know. I don't no. know. We didn't really see a lot of it. I would be surprised if it was Illum. I don't know what the Mandalorian would be doing there. I don't think that there would be any Jedi there. So if he's yeah. trying to track down the Jedi, that doesn't make sense. I yeah. don't think that he's going to try to get Baby Yoda a freaking Kyber crystal. Seems a little how early. it works. Seems just, a little early for a it crystal. It just doesn't make sense to me. And also, yeah. the crystals aren't going to be calling out for him. Although, if they were... Uh,
0: can you... Hold on a second. <laughs> can you believe... Can, uh, can you imagine... If Yoda's force ghost shows up, kind of like, you know, he did in Rebels where he kind of appeared to Ezra Bridger when he's in the temple Mm -hmm. and he's like kind of counseling him there. I could see that happening. Man, I was like, what the hell, who the hell are you? It's a you sorcerer. look like him. And he's like, well, you, know, so you need to go and do. Th- I could see that actually yeah. kind of happening. So if we're going visiting a Jedi temple, even if it is destroyed because there's energy there, right? Even when the temple is gone, there's energy. We know that with dark side temples. So I'm down if we're visiting there to learn some history or pick up on a Yoda. I mean, that would be sick. I, I, that would be that would be huge. That would maybe be too big for the show. I don't know. But I would be down. So we got a snow plant there. Luke, any thoughts on the snow planet?
2: I, I'm i just so stuck on this image I have now of Big Daddy Yoda. Meeting <laughs> Baby Yoda that you've put in my head.
1: Happy Yodes. That,
2: yeah, that would be something else. I've, I've heard, yeah, the illum the speculation is interesting. I'd be, I'd be a little surprised if it is. Yeah. Uh, nerd glasses. <laughs> push up. Uh, they did reveal that, uh, like I think, in a Rise of Skywalker dictionary or or somewhere, eventually confirmed that Starkiller Base was Ilum Yeah. So, ah, uh, yeah, um, The planet is still around at this time in a, in the state that you could presumably visit. Um, but that seems, uh, I don't know. I, I, other than like Favreau's, you know pretty much an OT mind. Yeah. Uh, you know, so we got a Tatooine in in yeah. uh, season one and it looks like maybe we'll get it again, uh, which, which makes sense. Cause you can pick up on the, the thread that was left in the Tatooine episode of season one, of Fennec yeah. Shan, um, you know, somebody coming to her body or she might survive even. Um, but yeah, to, to get like an Illum, which is, is it, it introduced to us in Clone Wars and then kept building upon, and the fact that it's in Fallen Order and then it's, you know, revealed to also have been circular based. I don't know, that seems like kind of beyond Favreau's yeah. preferred uh, Star Wars playground. It but could be. He's got, he's got Filoni whispering in his ear all the time, who is that deep yeah. and sweaty. So I don't think. It'll go that way, but I won't be shocked if if it ends up being
0: it. Could be a new planet. Could be Hoth. I'll be honest. I had a still frame. Maybe I can go back and find it. It looked like we were looking in this cave, and I thought I saw a wampa. (laughs) You know, kind of the outline of when I was like, wait a second. What? So who knows? Who knows? We could be going back and visiting all these kind of OG uh, planets in Star Wars, or maybe yeah. it's just somewhere new. But I'm, it could just be like yeah. a
1: random moon. I mean, could we be. see like yep. in shows like Rebels. I mean, they go to random moons or snow and ice and yeah. caverns, and I don't know. We're always on a treasure hunt in Star Wars. Yeah. So,
0: well, guys, hear hear me out. Let me let me bring up just for a couple more minutes this Yoda theory, because the whole the whole trailer you have the armor. You know, recalling the story of 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 Mandalore and, and and fighting the Jedi, and that and the the Mandalorian himself, Din Djarin, even goes to say that they are a race of enemy sorcerers. So imagine a very comical moment of Yoda appearing yes. out of nowhere and him being terrified. But it's just like, wait, I thought these were like like enemy sorcerers like you're just a little guy and then like maybe he pulls out his rifle wherever to shoot him and yoda just like disintegrates the thing with the force you know I, I i don't know i think it would be a nice comical moment that we've had with yoda in the past and that would i think <laughs> translate really well into something like this holly I would am love i reaching that.
1: no i okay if it is going to be ilum and we are going to have to have even
0: if it's not ilum maybe yoda's hanging out on a you know his four spirits hanging out on right. some you know Polar area. I
1: don't know. I think if that's going to be the case, Illum makes the most sense since Yoda was the one who would walk the Padawans through the trial of getting (sighs) their Kyber crystal. Yoda is the one who would take them there and be there with them through it. Uh, At least from what I gather from what we know about it, I could be wrong, but I would love that because a, I love Yoda. Let's go. And B, I, Having Green Bean meet Yoda would be just super adorable because also like, don't you think that he feels kind of alone? He's 50 yeah. years old and he, yeah. who knows the last time he saw one of his people, yeah. but also that would be emotional. <laughs> that See, right? Boy. But I just think, I just think of when Luke meets Yoda and he's like, I'm looking for a, yeah." what's he say? A great Jedi or whatever it yeah. is that he says to him. And Yoda's like, are you?
0: I could I I could yeah and I could see it even being just like
1: messes with them
0: yeah a comical moment but also an emotional one like the last of the last of my species I thought I was like I mean we don't know a lot about we don't know anything about them him and yaddle that's it so boy that would be kind of an emotional pull there and being like wow you maybe you could even like revive this species and you know the jedi there's a lot of hope in you young one uh, I, I don't know. I think that would be kind of cool. A lot of people would being like, "Well, it would make sense if they wouldn't found Luke Skywalker." And it's like I lo- Luke Skywalker is my favorite Star Wars character. I don't want Luke Skywalker in this. It just doesn't make any sense to me. Like I get it, he's out looking for stuff now. He's trying to build it, but it just doesn't. It just doesn't make a lot of sense to me. I do not want Mark <laughs> Hamill even like de-aged coming no. in here and making an appearance. Am I wrong? It's How like
1: plot twist. They actually find Luke's missing lightsaber.
0: I they gonna say his hand? ew I know. no i know reattach his, that puppy it's been on ice
1: his life for many saber. a year okay no, no. not not the hands luke
0: are we all in agreement that luke skywalker should not be making an appearance in the mandalorian he he's agreeing Sorry, oh no he's the, saying uh,
2: the cat came by and was meowing at me <laughs> yes. oh she's like yes um, luke skywalker in the mandalorian at this point i think it's the it's the real only thing that that could kind of rival the surprise of Baby Yoda and the secrecy of Baby Yoda that hit us with that first episode. Yeah. In season season one. The only thing I can imagine rivaling that for season two is if they snuck him all into this thing. Oh boy. Uh I mean Ahsoka would have been big had we not had it not been rumored, but now that's been rumored so much. Yeah. When we see it it won't be as as yeah. shocking if it does come to pass but if there's another thing that they could have kept under wraps that didn't get out like like hamel coming in to do skywalker um i'd be down with, with being that surprised yeah and i could i i would trust Felony and favreau to make it work yeah uh so it doesn't make me nervous again i'm not saying it's likely but it's a really interesting idea
0: Okay, let me give it a second chance then. So let me process this. So, we, what, are we five years after Jedi in the Mandalorian? Is that accurate, Luke? Five or I six? I think or they made like it that? something
2: less than that. Okay, uh, they—I don't know if they've been completely concrete with the timeline. A, a few years. Okay. Yeah.
0: So, Luke Skywalker, you know, hero of the rebellion, it's got a lot to figure out at this point. So it would i don't know it would have to just be kind of a passing by thing but maybe not but i feel like if if, if mark ham if luke skywalker shows up and it's like hey got this really powerful baby like he's going to want he's at this point he's <laughs> looking for artifacts and he's wanting to rebuild the jedi like he's going to want to take him with him right like I and i it. guess that, that is that the ultimate goal is to find luke skywalker or are we actually going like Somewhere else with this, Holly?
1: I don't know. I can't. It's too much. It's too much. I also can't get over, if somebody came up to me and they're like, bro, I have this really powerful baby. Yeah. I'd be like, get away from me. Get away from me, creep. Like, leave. Yeah. And I think Luke Skywalker would be like, I don't, I had, there's too much on my plate.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I, I I guess it could happen and am I going to love it? Yeah, cuz I love Luke Skywalker, but <laughs> it just feels, I don't know, even tonally, this show just feels different than what a Luke Skywalker would bring to it. It feels I don't know.
1: It's a space western.
0: It feels a little more heavy and and I've always felt Luke Skywalker, you know, even in his serious moments is is a little more I don't know little more uplifted. I I don't know. Maybe that's just me, but it just doesn't feel like it's, it would fit. But if they made it work, like Luke said, we trust that Filoni and Favreau know what's best for the show. And I'm sure we'll love it. That's fantastic. If it's Ahsoka, that's awesome. If it's someone new, great. Um, But it's just like, you're going to have to explain where this baby, you know, this child is in all of this at some point, I think for how big of an effect for a a, a cultural icon at this point, like, (laughs) Has had this you have to explain it. You have to explain it. Holly. But
1: do you do you think that maybe we're just getting greedy with all the surprises that every like day. we're like we're just every like every day we just expect them to yeah. like surprise us with all these huge things. But yeah. you're right we haven't even sorted out the whole
2: <sighs> green
1: bean situation. Yeah. And it's like, don't we need to figure that out before yeah. we get like all these other like new huge characters thrown yeah. at us that we want?
0: Yeah. Yeah, so uh, there's a lot going on there, uh, <laughs> boy. Uh, let us know, guys, if you if you want who you want to see. Would you want to see Mark Hamill? Do you want Ahsoka? Was that Ahsoka in the trailer? Uh, no, it wasn't. Um, <laughs> but a, a couple other things I noticed. Uh, so we had that snow planet. We see the shipyard and these like docks, and there's Corin everywhere. And after I looked at a still frame today, still frame. I think I said that right. There's a bunch of Mon Calamari on the dock too, which is fantastic. So Luke, is it possible that we're seeing a post-Jedi Mon Cala that has witnessed the Imperial might and who has been hit by the First Order and they're just forced to do some fishing nowadays and some of the sailing and they're rebuilding their cities. Could this possibly be Mon
2: Cala? You know, I I didn't catch the Mon calamari floating oh, around. Yeah, so there's a couple. I'll, of them. I'll have to go take a look at that. Bright I red. I saw the Corin on the on the boat that that Mando and in green Bean were Ron in the one shot. Yeah. Uh, but so much of my focus on the on the sort of dock portion was drawn to the Sasha Banks character. Yeah. Uh, who you know appears to be some sort of force user the way that she's portrayed. You know, my, my mind is just totally zeroed in on that aspect of that scene that no, I missed that uh, there were Mon around. So yep. that that definitely suggests having both those species there. definitely suggests heavily it is Moncala. Yeah. which is a cool uh, location. I, I like what they've done a lot with um, with Cala in the comics. There's some good stuff there in both the Vader series and, and the mainline Oh, that's really good. And the uh the Clone Wars series there, the the Clone Wars arc that takes place in Moncala is, is okay. It's not the best, but it's yeah. cool to see. Uh so yeah, that'd be that'd be you know, a cool tie in just to to go somewhere in, in live action that we've never been like that, but that is familiar from these other uh these other uh media
0: Yeah, that's why I'm thinking because like the city that we're in now, you know, where where the Mando came and 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 the, the the epic battle happened, like that's not really relatable to us. It's a desert planet, cool. It looks like Star Wars, but it's like to know, you know, to really throw some 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 Star Wars love to those people that are reading the comic books and who really enjoy those stories of the Mon Calamari and and even if you only know uh, Akbar, you know, you'll still recognize these folks, but like. What happened to them? What happened to their planet? They, of all people, were oppressed by both regimes and seen a lot of crap and went through a lot of regime changes and also were on the list of planets to be destroyed by the Death Star. Thank God we blew that up, you know, because there were more planets. Um, Chandrilla and Mon and, and, and Moncala were on the list. So these people have seen sacrifice and have made sacrifice, and that would be cool to just... See what's going on there, and maybe that's some of that perspective
2: that Filoni and, and, and Favreau are talking about. Um, and, and you know, yeah, you know who also shows up in that come that on, Moncala arc and the Clone Wars, another aquatic species, the Gungans. Let's so go! So that would have really sealed the deal if there was a Gungan running around on those docks <laughs> as well. Can, can you imagine? Uh, Misa can help you with this crate, <laughs> Misa, help you build Underwater City. Like, maybe
0: they team up and they're like, guys, like, boy, we've all seen some crap. Let's just unite. Build an underwater city here. Cool. That that could be it. Um, Holly, are you excited about seeing some corn in live action? That I don't think has ever been done. This is, there's a lot of corn on that ship. A couple of mon cows I saw off to the left, really bright red, um, yeah. very Akbar like. Yeah. But are you excited that we might be seeing something familiar, but a whole different perspective?
1: Yeah, I'm into that. It kind of felt like we were in uh, Greatest Catch, but um, <laughs> well, they're this, reeling in a big oh, tuna. How much we make great. for this one?
0: <laughs> That's not what they talk. I don't know how they sound.
1: Yeah, these guys are from Alaska.
0: Is that how they sound in Alaska?
1: No. Oh, okay. okay, anyway, Sounded I sound like they... a
0: Brooklyn fisherman there. I don't Jeez know. Like, go ahead.
1: Right. No, I um I'm excited. I'm into that. I I get I'm always about going to new places, but I also get, you know, they want to pull in those OG yeah, Star Wars fans go. and say, like, look, this is familiar. You've been here before. Yeah. Maybe.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. And we're, we're seeing uh, in another scene, we see Gamorreans fighting, which their legs looked a little skinny, you know, for what we're used to seeing with Gamorians, It looked like they just kind of stopped with the costume and they're like, just throw some green tights on him. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he can have the big bull nose and stuff, but throw some green tights on him. His calves look great. And it seems like they didn't work on the legs at all on these creatures. And that's okay. That's okay. But a couple of them fighting in a ring.
1: Also, uh, yeah. right after that, yeah. there was kind of like a creepy weird scene Hello. where someone's like hanging upside down. Yep. And I yep. didn't know about that.
0: Some this is a hard city. I mean, there's yeah. graffiti everywhere. There's people hanging by the light posts. This there's a fight club going on where Gomorians like use weapons. Um, so it, it was pretty pretty intense, you know. Is is the Mando getting into some trouble? Is he having to take some jobs mm-hmm. from these people to get some money to fix the ship? It's, that's my guess is he's like, uh, ship's going down. We got to go to this crappy place, which is what happened last season uh, anyway. But um, I feel like maybe he's got to do some stuff to, to, to get some resources. Um, I did, like... It doesn't seem like he wants to be there. Like, the dude was like, this isn't any place yeah, for a baby. Yeah, this is no place for a baby. Yeah, yeah. And
1: then I did, like, they little green beans and his little egg and then all stuff's going down and he goes to hit the button, and it just seals oh, him right up. so good. He's that, like, nah, I'm staying out of this.
0: That was such, because Amanda yeah, was about to use his uh, birdie things. I forget what they're called, but uh, yeah, he's just like, oh, I know what goes <laughs> down here. Let me, it, I, I, somebody made a meme of it. It was just like, this is 2020, and they just pressed the button. I thought that was hysterical. <laughs> and it says, nope. Nope. And yeah. I was like,
1: that may be yeah. the most relatable clip. Yeah, put that on that. a
2: shirt somewhere. Cause that was the good. only part of the trailer that I, you know, yelled out during was that part? Like, oh,
1: yeah. <laughs> I loved it. It was great.
0: Uh, it was that was that was a really great comical moment, and and it just went dark, right? And you're yeah. kind of you you are baby you're at that point, kind of yeah. hearing what's going on. That was that was super cool. But um, so a lot of cool, relatable things. Now, one thing I want to touch on before we get out of here is um, you know the mentioning of the Jedi, and we're hearing you know we we've 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 heard shiv you know give us a history of the jedi a, a different perspective than what you're used to you know a darker perspective uh, the dogmatic view of the jedi like he, he, we've we've heard you know a, a, a different perspective but now we're getting it from the mandalorian side so we've got kind of the sith's perspective but then you have this other huge group in star wars and that's the mandalorians and we recall the armor and, and, and recanting the story of Mandalore and the Mandalorians fighting the Jedi, and the Jedi won, and that they're these race of enemy sorcerers. It's going to be interesting if he, if, if, if Din Djarin, you know, as dedicated of a Mandalorian as he seems, he's not taking his helmet off, he's a part of this clan, like, he, he's got people, you know, on his back, like, he, he, he's a, he's a steadfast Mandalorian. So if he starts running into Jedi... This could get ugly. We could be, you know, learning a different perspective once again on the Jedi. I, I'm interested to see how this is going to play out. It's it's so interesting that we're... I I found this the CG, you know, story and this trailer somewhat relatable and that, like you mentioned, Holly, and our reaction, that this is a completely different perspective that we're getting yeah. on the Jedi. You want to touch on that a little more like yeah. you mentioned in the trailer?
1: I, I mean... <laughs> We are always on the side of the Jedi when we're yeah. watching these movies or watching the TV shows, you know, like ultimately, like, yeah, we don't always agree with everything that the Jedi are doing, Yeah, but we're seeing things happen mostly through the eye of the Jedi. Yeah. The eye of the Jedi.
0: Boy, is that a song? Did you it just is, make uh, a really epic song title?
1: Sure. Eye of the Jedi, it's the cream of the laser swords. Yeah, that was pretty good. Thank you. To keep going. Thank you. Um, But this isn't a scenario like this. It's not like we're just having a cutscene to the Empire yeah. and we feel bad for some imperial officer getting yeah. his ass kicked by yeah. Darth Vader. Like this is very different. This yeah. is someone that we have grown to care for and we really love this character yeah. so much. But then like how are we going to feel like ask the audience who is always rooted for the Jedi, like yeah. how are we going to feel if it does come down to an ugly scene between Din and an unknown Jedi that he's yeah. trying to bring the child to.
0: Yeah. It's, uh, Luke, we're getting into some deep star Wars lore and, and maybe the kitty there can offer a little perspective too. Um, with some deep star Wars lore that we're familiar with outside, you know, in the EU extended universe, uh, between you know the Mandalorians and the Sith and the Jedi and, and and the Republic, but we have we don't have a whole lot of new canon material talking about that. And this series is going to give us the opportun- opportunity to learn a lot about that. And it's not going to be from the perspective of the Jedi, likely. So uh, maybe this you know baby Yoda here is going to be the bridge. Mm. Between these two group that will allow them to see one another, you know, from a different perspective, you know, you have Sabine and, you know, Kanan who, you know, I don't know if they had many differences, you know, in the beginning when they were all friends forming their crew, but like you saw them coming together. But, you know, we weren't, you know, Kanan wasn't really seeking out the Jedi, right? He had found a new family kind of moved on. Yeah, he's still using his force powers, but being a Jedi is just not kind of a thing anymore. Um but, but Luke, what 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 do you expect that we can get out of that and, and and this this story of the Jedi that we're gonna get and I'm sure we'll see some at some point, but like what are you expecting
2: from this? There's gonna be a great amount of tension either way between between Din and and the whatever Jedi he might come across or Force wielder of whatever sort, because you know like we see in in the the sin episode 3 of season 1 mm. how personally he becomes attached to yeah. baby Yoda yeah, and it's it's that it's that personal attachment that leads him to to rescue him and, and then take him back and then the longer they're together that bond will only strengthen presumably and and he feels i think such a um you know a bond with with baby Yoda and want to protect him that even though he's been told, you know, by the armor which seems like a wise, a wise, um, path to, to reunite him with his people. However, that's going to be defined. We all assume it means his people as in force wielders. Yeah. Jedi. Uh, that is a noble path. Seems like a sensible path, but it easier said than done to yeah. give up, potentially this thing you've been protecting to somebody else who you really know nothing about and, and only know as an ancient enemy in, in the lore of your people. Yeah. That there's a great amount of tension there. Even if you come across the most uh, benevolent, well-intentioned Jedi. So yeah. uh, I don't know if we'll get to that point in this season where he's, you know, cause they want this to go. I think they've already said they're going to do season three, no doubt. So yeah. I don't know how long they plan this thing to live in in total as a series, but uh, I'm sure we'll get uh, at least that, that tension teased a bit, even if it doesn't come to a head in, in the storyline of this season.
0: Yeah, maybe I... a confrontation, Holly, in the future. I...
1: I think, actually, something Luke just said was so fascinating to me because I'm sorry I keep bringing up Fallen Order. I literally can't help it. Let's go. I just feel like we're talking about this new canon stuff. Come on. And that just came out. I can't imagine what would happen yeah. if Din was to leave Baby Yoda in the care of the wrong former Jedi. Ooh. Because I keep thinking about, oh,
0: oh, 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 yeah. right, the, yeah. I mean,
1: there are so many Jedi out there that have bad intentions, and we meet yeah. some of them in these games and this new canon material, oh, Jesus. the books and stuff. I mean, what's his name? Mal- Malachi? Malachi? That doesn't sound right. <laughs> that I doesn't. I mean, <laughs> that sounds
0: biblical, but it's Malachor or something like that. I, I, I don't know.
1: I don't I'm remember. It's something
0: of that nature.
1: Malachi? <laughs> Malachi I love it. The Children of the Corn. I
0: love it. Oh. Wait, no, that was the dude from the Children of the Corn. Great. Pull. Well
1: don't give him to him either We'll have I don't to do a fact why. check later
0: because I, I don't know if it is But it sounds right that, Yeah.
1: God, What am I thinking but Also you, could
0: be from Kingpin I don't know Great oh, movie uh, but it could be It could be from Kingpin Go ahead, I don't know sorry.
1: what that is Oh, Oh, boy! the bowling movie. Oh, Jesus. Okay. Here
0: we go. Holly doesn't remember any great movie I've ever shown.
1: Speaking of missing a hand. um, (laughs) your (laughs) thought. Him and Luke
0: Skywalker would get along. Okay, I'm done with the relations. Okay,
1: we're moving on. I'm so sorry. But what would happen if he dropped the child off? I mean, granted, he's become so attached to the child that he who knows, he might not even be able to say goodbye and he might just stick with him forever. Oh, yeah. But can you imagine if he was like, okay, found uh, someone who was a Jedi or this force wielder and bye, see ya. Yeah. And it was like the wrong person
0: that would be terrible yeah you would hope that he would vet these people a little more but you're <laughs> right let's hope he doesn't say just say hey you lift rocks let me leave this guy here with you you're a, you're a space wizard like let's let's hope that he you know he, he vets this person a little more or these people whoever it is but you're right fallen order tells us that there's some people that you know order 66 happened they were away but then they kind of got consumed by the dark side yeah um and and some dark witchcraft um, so there's a lot more out there than just, you know, the Sith and the Jedi. There's some some other stuff yes. going on, too. You're absolutely right. It could be way and, more complicated. And
1: you're talking about nice sisters. Yeah. And I'm like, well, let's hope to God that the Mando doesn't take Lil' Green Bean yeah. to Dathomir because... Well,
0: that would be problematic uh, for both of them. But I, I, I after seeing Marin Aww. I want a Dathomir witch running around with the crew doing awesome sick stuff. But we're already getting that in Fallen Order. So I'm cool with that. You know, Fallen we Order want, too. We but want I want more. more. I Why, want can't more. We more? Yeah.
1: Why can't we have more? Why can't we have more Holly, we're a, running around? We're
0: some greedy sons of bitches. Okay. We, I can't, hey, we can't get it all. Listen, I don't
1: all. think that's asking too much.
0: Wow. Well, then let's send Filoni, a lot. Le- yeah, take well. note. He's listening, so take note, Filoni. But, yeah, maybe it's too similar. I don't know. But I now think we're thinking about the Jedi and the history with the Mandalorians. Like, there's amazing things that we've seen in the past with Force users fighting Mandalorians, and I want to see it in this series. If it it is kind of, you know, in the future, like Luke said, maybe that's an ultimate kind of confrontation that we get later on. I think that would be wicked cool. Wicked cool cool. I
1: think you mean that would be wicked awesome.
0: Wicked awesome. Sorry. Yeah, I'm kind of mixing two different kind of cult- cultural, you know, statements there. My bad, Holly. It's okay. My bad. Uh so guys, I, I I hope you're excited. I I was I thought this was mad hype and yeah, you didn't get these big reveals, but I don't know why you would want them. Right. This is exactly what I needed to get me ready uh for this coming is it October that we're getting this? The next 30th. Month? Next month. Um like this got me mad hype. Uh, I, am super ready, uh, for the Mandalorian and and this, the CG short we got, man, this, it was almost too much to consume. It was almost too much to consume, but I'm here for it. I know Holly and Luke are here for it. Uh, guys, any other thoughts on on anything that we talked about today?
1: I feel like we're just going to have to see how it looks when it comes out. And plus we'll get squadrons first, right? Oh yeah. Have you pre-ordered that? Not yet. Well,
0: some massive gaming is going to be happening. So if you don't ever check out the casual uh the flying casual YouTube, do that cuz you know we're going to be slaying at some squadrons and by slaying I mean we're going to be slayed. Um but luckily we've got some some squadron mates that are pretty good at gaming. Um so hopefully they'll have our backs and be protecting our six. Um, So looking forward to doing some live streaming there, looking forward to the Mandalorian, looking forward to squadrons. Um, I am just super pumped. Guys, we're going to check out the new mainline Star Wars comic and the new Darth Vader comic next week. Um, Some exciting stuff coming out of that Darth Vader comic. I'm loving the teases that they're releasing because it's bringing non-comic book readers into the comic book family because there's great stories happening, Um, great compliments to Revenge of the Sith. I'm hearing, so I'm looking forward to that material. Cannot wait to delve into it. But guys, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Um, If you want, go ahead and give a like. If you're if you're watching on YouTube, Uh, if you're listening on on Apple Podcasts or any other subscription service, go ahead and subscribe to that. Uh, Let us know that you appreciate what you're doing. Leave us a review. I love a good review. Am I right?
1: Love a good review.
0: A nice five star review goes a long way. So we appreciate your guys' support. If you're willing to do that, Um, if you want to interact with a lot of sweaty nerds go ahead and join our Facebook group. Big and sweaty nerds going on there. A lot of good conversation um, with those folks. We have a lot of them on our podcast. You probably know them um, from hearing from them and seeing them in um, episodes so get to know those guys it's a fun group it's a family uh, to be honest so get in there and, and and check out the Facebook group and like us across all social media uh, every once in a while Holly and I check out Twitter but Holly honestly really annoyed with Twitter
1: can't do it there's can't too much it. negativity so and much. we want to, able to critique Star Wars but we also want to still enjoy it. Still enjoy it, boy.
0: (laughs) It's tough to get out of Twitter and be like, I
1: still like Star Wars. I know, yeah. Or do
0: these people actually like Star Wars? I'm starting to question that. I've never seen so much hate on a product that people claim to love Holly, but hey whatever it is what it is um we'll still be on there we'll still be promoting the podcast on there and interacting as much as we possibly can but so check us out you know everywhere you can guys we appreciate you listening uh we love your your patronage we love you guys listening to us and interacting with us as much as you can um it's a good time to be a star wars fan i know these guys are excited i'm excited i can't wait to hear from you guys soon um we'll be checking out new material um so be ready get your reading done And as always, family, may the force be with you all.